All right. What's up, everybody? It's your pal Val, and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm excited for the episode ahead, and I can't wait to introduce our guest to you. But before I do that, I just want to remind you that if you haven't been able to listen to all of our past episodes, you can go ahead and find that wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, um, Stitcher, Pandora, Amazon Music, just, you know, it's all on the webpage. And, you know, leave a five-star review because why not? Please do that. And I figured I'm going to ask in the beginning because I usually ask in the end, but I'm not sure how many people who actually listen live listen to the ends because they all have class. So go ahead and do that. Thanks for all of your support. I really appreciate all of y'all who are listening. And without further ado, I'm going to play the song, which our guest has requested to be Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince by Taylor Swift. So here we go. You know I adore you, I'm crazy for you Then I was at 16, lost in a film scene Waving homecoming queens, marching band playing I'm lost in the lights American glory, faded before me Now I'm feeling hopeless, ripped up my prom dress Running through rose thorns, I saw the scoreboard And ran for my life No cameras kept smile. I counted days. I counted miles. To see you there. To see you there. It's been a long time coming, but it's you and me. That's my whole world. They whisper in the hallway. She's a bad, bad girl. The whole school is rolling fake dice. You play stupid games. You win stupid prizes. It's you and me. There's nothing like this. This Americana and the heartbreak prince. She's a bad, bad girl 
Alright, so that was Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, and it is time for us to introduce our guest. You might actually be familiar with her because she's been on the show before and has been dying to come back. I have. As have I been dying to have her back, and I just, I don't know what else to say. Just say your name, say who you are. Hi, I'm Emma. I've been literally pushing Val to let me come back on the show. Um, you said I was on five and a half months ago. I literally just counted on my hand, and uh, the last date was October 25th, 2022. That's crazy. Which is when we probably knew each other for less than two months, which is crazy. And I feel like you still, like, knew a lot about me then. Like, we were still, like, obviously not as close as we are now, but, mm-hmm. like, a lot has changed in that period of time, so... No, yes. I definitely want to get into that, but I think that it's interesting to think about because... People will talk about September, and I'll be like, I just met y'all. Yeah. Like, especially also the people we hang out with, like, literally two weeks prior to that. And it's just weird to think that we were hanging out already still then. And, you know, you never know who your friends change, and yet we're still here. We're still – this is, like, the ninth episode of season two, so this is the 19th episode. You were on the second – no, you were on the third episode. I was on the third episode, yeah. So that was 16 episodes ago. And you've been listening to everyone. I've listened to everyone so far, (laughs) except for the Snow Day one, which I should go back and listen to, but... You should. I've listened to every one of them so far, That's which is crazy. You're definitely, like, the one who has been listening since day one, plus every... Like, there are people who listen and will come in and out, but you're, like, the one who's like, Val, I'm in my room, I'm listening to your show right now. Yeah. I'll get text updates, or, like, I'll see you later. It could even be a couple days if I don't see you right away. Yep. And be like, oh, I listened to your podcast episode, or you were like, oh, you'll mention something that I was talking about, which I think is so funny, because we weren't together. Yeah. But yet, we kind of were together in this interesting space. Yeah. That is the radio show. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe let's just give a brief recap of who you are. If you haven't listened to the first episode of that you should. on, you should definitely go listen to that first. What are you doing here? Go back, listen to that. Thank I you. I know. I know. But if you're listening live, what can you do? Yeah, true. There's something, there's something to be said for the live show. True, true, true. But who are you? What's going on? I don't know. Brief, briefly, because we already All right. Well, obviously, my name's Emma. I'm from Long Island. Um... Last time I was on, I was College of Arts and Sciences undecided. I am now business marketing. What a switch. That's yeah. insane. It's, it was a long process to think about of what I wanted to do, but ultimately, like, talking to people, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life in the future, marketing was, like, the right move for me. So I am... Majoring in marketing and minoring in PR. Well, that is definitely a big update that we are going to dive into. But before that, let's just talk about 
the past five and a half months. Okay, we got here on episode three, and the show was a baby. We were babies. Um, <laughs> I mean, not really, but as a joke. And like life has gone down. We've been through a whole semester, and mm-hmm. now we're almost done with this one. And do you feel like you have changed in that time? And if so, how? Oh yeah, um, probably in a lot of different aspects. Like, I feel like academic-wise, like, first semester for me was really, all right, test things out. Like, let's figure out what we want to do here. And I came back for the second semester with the idea in my head of what I wanted to do. Like, over, like, winter break, I thought a lot about what I wanted to major in and picked classes based off of that, like, because... Technically, I was still college arts and sciences. And then I came back with a bunch of business classes that I was taking second semester and I switched right over to the business school. Um, I think what else? Well, um, yeah, that's definitely like academically, but just in terms of personally, because and don't go far more too far into what you're not comfortable with, obviously. But like thinking about winter break, I feel like that was such a transformative time for oh, a yeah. lot of people because even though we weren't in this space, we came back to our old space that we were at for so long. But yet you're occupying that same mm-hmm. area, home, wherever you were, and it's just not the same. Yeah. And you're coming at it with all of this new like information and knowledge and how you've changed and you're trying to like kind of in a way figure out who you are. And then that in and of itself changes how you come back. It's just, like, this weird space in time. Yeah. I feel like, which I think is really funny and I talk about very frequently, and I think some other people, I know definitely, like, Madison has commented on it, over break, like, towards the very end of break, beginning of this semester, I became, like, a major gym rat, and I don't know (laughs) where that came from. I never thought that would happen, and now it's, like, like a thing, and I just Mm -hmm. think it's really funny, but... I love that. That's true. You're definitely like, you know, a lot of people make the New Year's resolution. I'm going to be more healthy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get to the gym more. And you have been so consistent. Like, literally, I remember you saying to me at the beginning of the semester being like, who would ever go to the gym on Friday? I don't do that. And then the next week, you were like, oh, yeah, who's ready to go to the gym? And I'm like, all right, Emma. And it's now (laughs) months later. Like, that was January. It is now April. And we have we have seen a transformation. How do you think that has impacted just, like, your mindset? I feel like physically, obviously, you probably notice a difference. Yeah. But, like, mentally, what does that change and that motivation do? It's made me a lot more, I guess, capable to push myself farther than I ever had. Because usually, like, not to say, like, before it, I was a person who would kind of settle on something. But I kind of would. So this in itself just made me like there were some days where I really didn't want to like I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go. And I was like, no, get up like you're going to go. You're going to do it. I've been a lot more positive, too. I feel like I agree with that. You have been. Yeah. So that's definitely changed. And it's just also kind of taught me just to do my own thing mm-hmm. and just do what I feel like and create a routine and it it's done a lot like that definitely has had a major impact on me this semester and I'm definitely going to carry that like through the next three years I'm here wow so like what made you want to make that change like why were you suddenly one day like I don't want to do this and then now you're consistent 
and you've been consistent and how do you keep that motivation up? I honestly don't know what like clicked in my head, but it's just something I guess I was just bored one day and it just literally out of nowhere clicked in my head. I'm like, all right, let me try it out. Mm -hmm. And I went with friends the first day. And after that, I was fine. I started going on my own every day. I'm like, okay, that that's literally just how it happened. You were just like, I, I want to do this now. And then yep. was it that workout that felt really good after? Yep. And you're like, I want to chase this feeling again. Yep. See, that's I love that because I think that we all have this pressure to work out or do certain things that other people are doing. But yet it's not going to be sustainable because ultimately like your own temptations and things are going to get mm-hmm. in the way. But if you find something that you truly love to do mm-hmm. and it makes you feel good after, you're going to want to chase that feeling. Yeah. So what is it in the gym that you're like that you like to do? I lift a lot. <laughs> like I lift every day. Doesn't matter what it is. Like I do something in the weight room every day. Mm. So it's a softball player in you. It is. No, it is. I genuinely think that's what it is because I haven't lifted really a lot since like sophomore year. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I played softball through high school, but like the weight room was always like after COVID, everything got kind of weird mm-hmm. with the times that the weight room is open and who was in there and who had it scheduled and it was yeah yeah, I haven't really done any of that since sophomore year and I just kind of got back into it yeah well I think it's good that you had that background because at least you knew what you were doing coming into a space where like I don't know there's like gym bros around and it's kind of intimidating and guys can be weird in the weight room yeah like oh yeah what is it like being a woman in the weight room I'm gonna be honest like first few days I was in there like I was very very nervous because I had never really gone in there before with like a bunch of guys because whenever I did it at school in our weight room like my high school we would block it off it would just be the softball team and I would have no problem because like I was friends with all those girls Mm -hmm. but it was the team bonding yeah and you all like trusted each other were friends but with I don't know like not to say I feel kind of intimidated sometimes, but no, I, think I definitely feel, natural. like, smaller sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, a smaller person. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, it was very intimidating the first few days. But I got into the routine, put my AirPods in, and I just don't care anymore. I just walk around and do my thing. That's awesome. Have you noticed, like, the guys there treating you differently while you're lifting? I mean, not, I want to say not really, but like, I mean, it could be like, no, but it could be not really just because everyone again tries to do their, their own thing mm-hmm. and not really bug anybody else. Mm-hmm. But I just try not to pay attention to other people when I'm in there, except if I'm there with somebody. So, so do you think it's more of like that mental block where yeah. it's like people are going to judge me? More than they are actually judging you. Mm-hmm. Okay. You just have to, to block it out of your head and be mm-hmm. like, you know what? Just don't care what anybody else is doing. Do your thing. And then, like, do your thing and then get out. Like, that's right. just kind of what I do. Yeah, because I feel like I've talked to a lot of ladies out there and they talk about that being, like, an intimidation thing. Like, yeah. I could never go there. Like, guys dominate that area. Yeah. And... Do you think it would help to, like, maybe go at a time when it's not so crazy? Like, how would you... I like going at quieter hours just because it's the fact that I don't have to wait on lines to go to certain, like, 
lifting machines. Yeah, like, that does suck. Because then you're standing there for like 15, 20 minutes waiting for one thing to do mm-hmm. it for like 10. And then you just wasted all that time. Right. So it's easier to go at hours when the weight room is like not crowded, just out of convenience. Okay. But how would you like give advice somebody who's trying to get into weightlifting, maybe has never done it before and like is intimidated by the amount of people there who seem so strong? Like what would you say to them? If you want to start, go at the earlier hours in the morning because that's when nobody is really there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually at like 3.30 in the afternoon, everybody is there. So I don't mind it, but again, just to make yourself more comfortable, go when nobody's usually there, which is usually like early hours in the morning. Nice. Yeah. Well, I think it's really cool that I know you and I can remember when I first met you and see you now and you've made so much progress and I'm like so impressed by Mm -hmm. you and I'm like happy that you're like (laughs) taking steps to improve yourself. And I think it's interesting for our listeners, too, maybe ones who don't know you as well, as they can listen to you mm-hmm. months ago mm-hmm. and then compare it to now. And I think that there even is difference. Oh, yeah. And I know last time we were talking a lot more about your musical tastes and, mm-hmm. like, just being yourself and, like, finding yourself in the world. And I think that was a really great way to start off mm-hmm. because I think we're all still trying to find ourselves. Um, but now I think it's more we're going to have a different conversation today. And I'm excited for yeah. what this is going to unravel and do for people yeah me too (laughs) so i do want to talk about you being a businesswoman because that was something that you came back and you're like i'm doing business whereas first semester you were very much like i'm undecided i'm into graphic design and they don't have a graphic design major here and it was just literally the the switch flipped and how did you reconcile like how did you just know that this was it and then how did you kind of like deal with you know, leaving behind what you thought you wanted to do. So, okay, preface this by saying I have family that does PR. Like, my aunt and my uncle both do PR. Mm -hmm. So, I watched their jobs, and I was like, wow, that's something I think I'd want to do. Like, it's just really cool. Mm -hmm. And... As you build a name for yourself, you can move on to bigger companies. Like my aunt worked for Dr. Oz and then worked for Barstool and now works for Amazon. Like like the Amazon sports section. Wow, that's incredible. So watching that, I'm like, okay, that's definitely something I could look into doing. Mm-hmm. And there are there is a company that I've been wanting to work for for years. And it's a sub-branch of Warner Brothers. It's called Rooster Teeth. And I've just, no matter what I was going to do, like, I've been wanting to work for them for years, whether it was just, like, marketing, animation, like, just something along the lines of Mm -hmm. working for them. And I was looking at all of their internship programs and looking into, like, the more, obviously, it's all business aspect, but, like, the more marketing aspect of it. And people who have spoke about interning with them in the past. I'm like, okay, that's, yeah, that's it. That's what I want to do. And I think, not to say I based my decision off of that company specifically, but, like, it did give me, like, a final push to do that. Because it's it was something sitting in my head that I've been thinking about doing. Gotcha. So you had to make that decision 
and you decided to take a bunch of courses this semester that mm-hmm. kind of reflected that change in decision. Mm-hmm. And how did you feel sitting in those classes for the first time? Were you nervous? Were you like, what if this doesn't work out? How did you go about starting that? So my first class that I started with that um, in like relation to like business and business core was microeconomics. And mm. walking into that classroom, like in Dolan for the first time, I was very, very nervous. I was like, okay, this is for your major. Like, this is it. Like, you screw this up. What's going to happen? Like, it's everything was going through my head. And now that I'm this far into the semester, two exams, a bunch of homeworks in, and I've gotten, like, good grades on all of them. As was proved when I accidentally opened up your folder. Yeah. Okay, girl, I was just trying to, like, borrow your folder for a second to, like, I don't know what I was doing, but... As much as I can complain, like, yeah, microeconomics kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of, like, bland here and there, and Mm -hmm. it's the same ideas, like, it's not saying that I don't like it. Like, I like it. Like, this is what I'm going to be doing. Mm -hmm. So, I'm taking intro to business, uh, not business, intro to marketing next semester. Um... And I'm very, very nervous and excited for it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like that's, that's, I'm just looking forward to it. That's great. So have you decided, so have you declared yourself in the business school as a specific major or are you right now business undecided? I just recently um, declared marketing. Congratulations. Thank you. So I think the awesome thing about the business school is that you can know you want to go into business and then you all have the same core. So if you do end up taking like intro to marketing, you're like, "Mm, maybe this isn't it. You can take management. You can do finance. Like Mm -hmm. it's easier to reroute once you're already in that sphere. Yeah. Which I think will be helpful if, you know, you're like, this is not my specific thing. Yeah. But that's definitely, I'm just, I'm happy to see that you're doing a a, a businessy thing. You're being a businesswoman. I love it. And We've, we've got business majors here. Go back to Madison. You yeah. Know? The inspiration <laughs> for all of us. So let's talk about, like, the minor. Are we still thinking graphic design minor? How is that going? It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking design one right now, which is a requirement for a graphic design minor. Mm-hmm. But I like design, mm-hmm. and it's definitely something good to have under my belt um, as a minor for when I graduate. So it's a possibility. I'm not 100%, but... We'll see how I end with design one mm-hmm. and if there are spots open for design two next semester. So if there are, I'm most likely going to end up taking design two. Good so, yeah. So that's awesome. And I, I think we're going to have an Emma Ferrara the third. I think this is just going to be like a once a season occurrence <laughs> at this point. We'll see. We'll see how oh, it yeah. goes. We'll see what the feedback is on this episode. My life updates every <laughs> by semester. No, I think it's really cool because college is a transformative process. And I don't think any of us can say we're the same as we were in September. But maybe that's just mm-hmm. life in general. You know, I think the yeah. only constant is change, right? Everything is constantly changing. Exactly. Like there's something new every day. Yeah. That's how I put it. But yeah. So the question that you've been dying for me to ask you is what your favorite things are. And I don't really know where you want me to go with this. I honestly don't know either. I (laughs) threw it out there as an idea last night when we were talking about this. So Mm -hmm. I guess we can go into that. If you want to get into specifics, feel free to ask me anything. You know, well, I feel like last episode we definitely talked a lot about your music tastes. And if you want to like hear Emma talk about all of that, head over to that episode if you haven't already. But this feels like a YouTube video where I'm like, 
go. We did a collab. We did not do a collab. I was just a recurring like guest. plugging everything in this episode. <laughs> By the time you're on next, it'll just be like, all right, Emma's here again. Uh, She's here again. Here's what we're talking about. We're going to talk and have fun. Y'all listen. (laughs) But where was I going with this? I don't know. We talked about your music taste, so not to be redundant, go check that out. But let's talk about something that I feel like you didn't tell me right away, which is how much you love reading. And Oh, yeah. When did you first become a reader? Let's start with that. So I've loved reading for as long as I can remember, and it's... Something, I don't want to say I stopped a lot during the pandemic, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. I definitely slowed down with reading like actual books when the whole anime thing came about because at that point I was just so like head in my phone or head in the TV 24-7 going through episodes. Like I was crazy during that period of time but so you first got into anime your sophomore year of high school yes like very very into it like i watched a couple shows here and there so let's i'll make a note we'll touch on that yes but you've always been into like fictional worlds oh yeah and that's awesome so what kind of like books do you enjoy the most okay hmm well i'm a sucker for romance books i don't Mm. know what it is i just am Mm -hmm. so there's a bunch of them on my shelf because i have a little bookshelf in my room my which... friends from home are like that i mm-hmm. literally have a friend who worked at barnes and noble for the discounts mm-hmm. and she would have a she would only annotate the book sorry this is getting off topic but oh, no. literally yeah. underline the oh i do that too highlight she was insane um but like what's what's the obsession with the romance the romance books? i don't know it's just like it, it was there was one specific series um the written in the stars series that i read pretty recently it was i read it over break like winter break and i think that's what kind of started like kick-started like i guess a romance book kind of thing with me and from there on out like i've been just going down the line like i have a list i have a goodreads like as everybody does. I mean, does. I feel like everyone has a good reads. Yeah, but and then awesome. I have a whole list. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely like fiction. Mm-hmm. Do we delve into fantasy? I oh like yeah, I am. I am a big, big fan, and I don't feel like I tell people this a lot. I'm a big fan of um, a Court of Thorns and Roses series. Um, I've read them all. I love it. It's romance tied with fantasy. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's we underestimate sometimes like how powerful a book can be because people will be like, oh, well, you can't really see it like you can watch a TV. But I feel like that's the the beautiful part of it is you get to create the world in your head and make your own, yeah. you know, I idea love it. of it. That's what my, my friend from Poe always says. Like, I'm a literal genius, like being like Spielberg conducting my <laughs> own, you know, yeah. like, cinematic universes yep. in my brain. Which we all have that power, and I think it's great to mm-hmm. exercise it. And also just, like, reading is good for the soul. Mm-hmm. No, it is. It's just relaxing. Like, I put my phone away. I'm like, all right, bye. I'm going to go sit in my own little world now. That's awesome. Okay, so um, go read a book, people, if you haven't already. Please. I mean, I'm sure you've read one. But, like, you know, find something. There's there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. And Goodreads is a good place to go for recommendations. You should. Follow me on Goodreads, um, MF3990. You know what? Maybe I'll do that right now. But <laughs> as I'm doing that, let's talk about anime and why you're into that. How you got into it in the first oh, place. Oh, wow. All right. Um, well, anime 
became my thing. Well, I started a series back in early 2020. I was not in a good headspace. I was not doing great. And I'm scrolling on Twitter. I've been on Twitter for a long time. But I'm scrolling on Twitter and I see... (laughs) So I see a picture of this animated blonde girl. And I'm like, okay, who is that? Like, I have to know who this is. I don't know why I have to know who this is, but I do. So I looked into it and her name's Yang. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody probably hears me talk about her a lot on my story. And they're like, Emma, what are you saying? But she is my favorite fictional character in the entire world. Um, major, major, major impact on my life, which I probably will touch on at some point. But I saw her and I'm like, okay, where is she from? That's the next thing I have to figure out. And she's from this show called Ruby. Um, R-W-B-Y, short for the four main girls, Ruby, Weiss, Blake, Yang. Like, they form Team Ruby. They fight against monsters called Grimm and are trying to stop the, um, the villain, Salem, from collecting four relics from the four main kingdoms that would destroy the world. So... And they're all teenagers. Like, um, Ruby and Yang are sisters. Ruby is the leader of the team. She's 17. Weissblick and Yang are all 19. And Ruby got early admission into the academy that that her sister was going to. Gotcha. So that show, I don't know what clicked, but when I was not doing good in that headspace that I was in at that time... Mm-hmm. something happened in my brain. I'm like, I watched the first volume. And after that, I proceeded to watch the entire show um, in less than a week. And That's awesome. It's, it was at that point, um, volume seven was airing. So wow. I kind of yeah. jumped in at the end of volume seven. Yeah. And started watching along. And then from there, the world just, like, keeps expanding. You're like, I've consumed oh, yeah. this show. Where's the next show? And ever since then, it's – I'm still on Ruby. Ruby's still my, like, one of my mm-hmm. greatest loves ever and still is today. But from there on out, it was kind of just, okay, what other things can I expand into? Mm-hmm. And then I started other shows. Like I started – I think the second one I started was My Hero Academia, which is a very, very That's big very one. very popular, yes. Um, then Attack on Titan, mm-hmm. then other stuff like Love is War. I watched that, um, which is a romance anime. But I picked, I went from one genre to another, to another, to another, and I just kept going. Um, got so crazy that in February 2021, I had, oh no, this was like Christmas break for my school, like 2020, end of 2020, early 2021. So your sophomore, your senior, uh, my junior year, year. Ah, your junior year, and I proceeded to watch all, and this is so terrible, but I proceeded to watch all three hundred and sixty-seven episodes of Fairy Tale in three and a half weeks. Whoa. Don't know how I did it, but I did. And are these like half-hour episodes? Twenty-five minutes. Okay, so that makes it a little bit more digestible. Mm-hmm. But that is insane. Yeah, I I came back from break and was calling like talking to my friends and i'm like i watched fairy tale and they're like when did you do this like in three weeks like you did not sit and watch the entirety of fairy tale in three weeks like i did yeah i did 
Wow. Well, we all know that you are obsessed now and that you are a fan, and I think that's incredible. Because I love it. I know there are a lot of people who are in that world, and I think that once you're in it, like, you're just you're, – you're there. There's no getting out. Mm-hmm. Um, not to make it sound like a cult. Oh, but. no, but <laughs> kind of is, though. Like, once you're – once you start it, you go through a period of time – and I think – I was talking to one of my friends about this. Every anime fan – I think it's a common occurrence – goes through that one period of time. Once they start it, they sit and they binge everything they possibly can get, and then it just ends, and you're good with not watching anime. Like, not to say anymore, but you're good with not watching it for a while, and then going back and watching an episode of this here and there. Like, once new stuff comes out, because I feel like... When oh, the, yeah. There's obviously the archives of what exists out there, but mm-hmm. you're not, that's not... A continuous thing yeah especially like i feel like in america there's not as much maybe available is that true or no? there's there's a lot though oh, like okay. there's a lot of stuff that i never thought i'd see before. there's a rock climbing anime mm-hmm. i didn't know existed until a week ago and i'm scrolling looking through recommendations and they're like oh there's this rock climbing i'm like they made an anime out of rock climbers like <laughs> like they make one for everything mm-hmm. everything so you do- want something specific <laughs> Chances are there is probably something out there with it in it. Okay, good to know. So it's niche within the niche. Mm-hmm. You just have to go hunting for it, like searching for it. <laughs> well, I know you're good at that with your Twittering. Oh, that. yeah. Twitter, Honestly. Tumblr, it's great. But I'm glad that you have that passion because, like, everyone needs to have something that they're into. Mm-hmm. But I think that we need to get into a more, like, macro-level look at this because I'm listening to all this and I'm like, this is amazing. But let's talk about, like, the power of fiction in, like, our own realistic lives. Yeah. Because obviously there's not going to be, I don't know, I mean, rock climbing is like a real world thing, but like there's, you know, the fantastical world, magical elements that you're talking about. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, like that's never going to happen. Sorry. No. But like how does that, that has a real world impact? So again, this is touching on Ruby because I think like going back to like the root of it for me and like a lot of stuff. And again, this sounds really cliche, but a lot of the stuff that I have carried with me to this day, I have, I guess, not say learned, but, like, that show has impacted me beyond belief. Like, it's given me, I guess, like, new sense of hope because, like, the whole thing in that show is you have to be hopeful, keep moving forward mm-hmm. is, like, the main theme of that show. It's the one thing that the creator of the show who passed like two years after it came out um said that would be the main theme through the entirety of the show is the theme keep moving forward Mm -hmm. and I guess that's definitely something I have kept with like with me and it's like the power the fiction is is very powerful Mm -hmm. and I don't think people realize that until they have something fictional in their lives that impacts them that much and I didn't really get that until I started watching this show. And it just also created a new sense of creativity in my head. Because mm-hmm. now I sit and, like, when I watch the new episodes, because Volume 9 is airing currently. I think you yes. all know this. But I never stop talking about it. But I can sit and analyze almost everything that happens in each new episode I've never been able to do that with and like and I do it with any show I watch now I'm able to sit 
pick out the details, analyze why they do this. I love doing that. Like when you see like the cinematic decisions that they make, especially talking about anime because it's weird. You don't even think about it sometimes when you're just watching because it's Mm -hmm. natural. But then you'll be like they cut the camera angles in animation or like they'll do this sound effect. Everything in animation is fabricated. Oh, yeah. Like the the drop of a hat, somebody has to make that sound Mm -hmm. in some type of like factory. I don't know how I don't know how they do it. But like, yeah, yeah. it's actually recorded on mics like every sound. Every sound that, like, you hear in that is recorded live. It's all voice acting, which I think is the coolest thing. Like, in video games I know I've been into, like, like even some of, like, something falling over mm-hmm. or you hear a sound in the dist. It's all recorded. It's insane. And something that makes me think about this, which changed my viewpoint on all of it, and especially, like, how film can be so influential is this youtube channel that shameless plug it's called cinema therapy and it's these two guys and one is a therapist and the other is like a filmmaker and they're Mm -hmm. best friends and then they'll like unpack disney movies or like it's mostly movies but the filmmaker will always talk about like that specific cinematic element which Mm -hmm. really when i'm watching things now has opened my eyes more to like the type of decisions that they can make or even how like they were talking about a movie like Rocky, which was, like, the most low-budget, like, filmed horribly, but yet had such a solid, like, storyline and dialogue that it doesn't even matter. It became that transformative. Oh, yeah. So I just think it's interesting if you're interested to give them a, a listen, but I'm not trying to find I will check them out. Yeah, they're actually – I don't know. I think it's cool because they'll actually talk about influential things, about how – you know, they'll, they'll relate it to life, and I feel like – Sometimes we have to watch a movie to realize something about our own lives or watch a show. It's just weird. Or read a book. It's insane. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, Emma. I just I think it's very ph- philosophical. And yeah. I think that sometimes we're like, well, it's not real, so it's not going to help me. Mm-hmm. And I used to be that person that was like, why cry at a movie when it's not, like, it's all fiction? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you just have to go through enough life to realize that it's actually... I don't know. It, it, it takes out real elements in us. Yeah. It's done I well. agree. Yeah. Very much so. So how how do you think that film and, I don't know, media has also given a, a space to escape? Because let's talk about escapism for a second. So I think the biggest thing for me is, like, whenever I'm – and I I guess this is, like, my way of coping with things sometimes Mm -hmm. whenever I'm not in a good headspace because of something specific or I'm not in a good situation I kind of just sometimes I just run away hide and sit with some like watch an episode of a show I like or like read something that I want to read and it's that kind of is my form of escaping from Mm -hmm. the world and It's not to bring my tattoos into this, but it's had such a big impact on my life to the point where I've gotten tattoos from like things like media and things that I've read and like that. That's how great of an impact it has had on my life. Yeah. Which is crazy. To the point where it's on your body. Talk about forevermore tattoo. Ooh, my. Okay. So it's a little bit of a mix of two things. I have been. I have read. Emily Dickinson poems since seventh grade. I did a project on her in seventh grade. And again, don't know what clicked. But after that, I managed to buy 
just a lot of Emily Dickinson like collections Mm -hmm. and I have a lot of them on my shelf and then eventually um I think it was around 2018 a show dropped on Apple TV plus called Dickinson starring Haley Seinfeld um one of Emma's favorite actresses by the way (laughs) feet pretty little liars I love her um and yeah, and so Emily, like really, or Emily Dickinson, seventh, seventeenth, no, nineteenth century poet, yep. right, eighteen hundreds, mm-hmm. and she has influenced a twenty first century girly, and the point where you have tattooed, yeah, her and aunt it's also. it's also in should add this in, it's also in um, going back to like my music taste and everything, it's in the Evermore font, um, Taylor Swift album, if. You don't know what that is. But Taylor was inspired. Like, she, I remember she made a comment in an interview saying, like, if it sounds like you're listening to a bunch of Emily Dickinson poems, that's basically what it is. So Evermore was influenced heavily by Emily Dickinson, specifically the song Ivy, if you listen to it. Mm. Um, and, yeah. So I kind of got, like, a mix of that. I'm like, how can I incorporate both yeah it's like the chain of influence and i figured that out you're in, like they have influenced each other but you mm-hmm. were separately in love with both of them and then oh, they yeah. combined and like that's incredible and i think that the idea of having this method of escape and giving a space from like the lives that are so hard to live and you can't be always on all the time otherwise i think mm-hmm. we would crumble and then actually in that space is what provides the healing and also like the insight to mm-hmm. take into your yeah. Day of life. And even yeah. you were talking last night about, like, what you do at night to decompress. And, like, talk about that because I felt like that was really interesting and, like, just speaks volumes about how you have, like, that whole, whole that I whole literally, down. no joke, I plug everything in. Obviously, do, like, my skincare and everything. Sit on my bed and read a book for, like, two hours. And then I just, like, listen to music, read a book, pass out. That's my <laughs> routine literally every night. And I think it's awesome that you have that, too, because it's, like, it's built in that self-care time mm-hmm. and also kind of escapism. But, like, before you go into this dreamscape, you're, like, filling your brain with all things imaginary and mm-hmm. fun. And it's just – I think it's incredible because I'm definitely not like that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just been my thing for a bit. Like, just pick up a book, read something before I go to sleep, even if it's, even if it's just for, like, a little while. Mm-hmm. And then I just pass out. That's it. That's awesome. And yeah. I love I love how you are so invested in this. And, like, when you're invested in something, you really stick to it. And that's admirable. And I think that, honestly, maybe that – those qualities of, like, being obsessed with music like we talked about last time or books and anime as we're talking about this time has translated quite literally into your physical tr- transformation. Oh, yeah. And you have now been like, wow, this feels great. This feeling, these endorphins are awesome. Let's keep it up. And you've already, like, mm-hmm. had that habit built in. I've been very high energy lately. You have been. And, like, not to say, li- like, part of it is influenced by Ruby coming back for its ninth season. But, <laughs> girl, you know I, it's true. Like, that trailer dropped. And from that point on, I have just been a ball of energy. And there's something to look forward to every single week. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something to be talked about because sometimes your life will be so bad Mm -hmm. and things will be really hard. And then you'll be like, you know what? I have this to look forward to at the end of the day. It might be a television show, Mm -hmm. but it's not just that. Mm -hmm. And 
there's so many things swirling on all around us, but that isolated world. And I think because it is a smaller niche show, I mean, mm-hmm. I personally have not seen it, but I've yeah. talked to you enough about it where it's like there's a whole Twitter community, there's a whole online community, mm-hmm. and it's a place for you to kind of find a home. Yeah. I just think, which I think is funny too, because I have another tattoo in my body. It's sun and the moon. And that, which I don't think a lot of people know this, was influenced by a theme in that show. And my two favorite characters, everybody says they're like, it's like a trope. It's like they're like the sun and the moon. Mm -hmm. They're yin and yang. One of them coincidentally being named Yang. But sun and the moon, yin and yang, it's, that's them. And... I, they're together at this point, literally just got together like a week and a half ago. Nine seasons in. Oh, yeah. Nine seasons in and a whole bunch of screaming at the animation team, the writing team, like, come on, when are you going to do it? Finally happens and they're like, yeah, this has been planned before since volume one aired. And we're like, oh, nice. So we've been losing our minds for how many years now over this? And <laughs> But I love the two of them and they're story up to this point so much that getting that the sun and the moon that one day when I just decided to do a tattoo spontaneously just it felt right (laughs) and now it's there forever oh yeah and I love it (laughs) I just love it the design too it's so cute well yeah talk about the permanence of it as well because I think it's interesting um how this has been a part of you and you know it's been a part of you and has meaning to it Mm -hmm. and so does that in a way make it like I don't know mentally you're able to digest the fact that this is going to be with you for the rest of your life because it already is. When something this much, and again, I don't, I don't think tattooing things on you that you know are just because are just because you like, like I don't something. know, just like like something is right. just the right thing to not say the right thing to do. But I don't really believe in that, like per like with myself. Mm-hmm. But something that has impact. This is not just like hobby kind of thing like something that has impacted my life this greatly specifically these two characters like something that has impacted me this greatly and has gotten me through this much it felt right and is definitely something I'm going to carry with like obviously now it's on me but I'm going to carry a lot of the stuff from the two of them with me. Yeah. They're just very, very, very important characters in, like in the show and to me. So So now it's with you and it's always been. But oh, how yeah. do we feel now that we're months into this? Because when I first met you, you were I mean, how do you call it? A blind canvas? Is that like a thing to say? Yeah, no, you're right. I kinda was. Like And then after winter break you were like Oh, you didn't know about my tattoo? I'm like, Emma, you never told me about this. And this was the first week back. And then we had the first one. And then was it February for your birthday? You got the February 10th. Okay. Right. Literally three hours before I went to Toad's. Um, uh, one of my friends, Becca, I don't know. She's probably not listening. But um, texted me a day before and was like, we should get tattoos. I'm like, okay. So... We went to this tattoo place that she's gone to before that does walk-ins. Proceeded to sit there for, like, four and a half hours and wait for our turn. Because they they do walk-ins for, like, 60 bucks or something. Mm -hmm. And 
when I got to that point, I was just like, yeah, this definitely feels right. So it was very spontaneous, but I love it. So. Yeah. Well, Emma, I know that you have got to soon hustle out of here. Oh, yeah. And I just want to give you the opportunity to speak to the world in your last couple of minutes, what you need to tell them, what you haven't been able to tell people these past five and a half months. Ooh, that's a lot. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I feel a lot happier with where I'm at now Mm -hmm. than where I was all jumbled up in my brain months ago. Mm -hmm. I just feel a lot more confident and comfortable with myself and the more I share with people about me like coming out of my shell kind of thing because I was kind of quiet when I first got here like the more that I share with people now I'm just becoming a lot happier with myself and a lot comfortable here a lot like more comfortable than I've been it's great it's definitely still a journey Um, oh yeah but I have great friends and just a good support system here. I'm just living life. I'm glad to hear that. And I think that it's an encouragement for everyone listening that things can and do get better. They do. It just takes time. Keep going because they always do. And maybe watch Ruby. Um, you should. I haven't Everybody seen Everybody should but. watch Ruby. Um, watch on Crunchyroll. If you need my login, let me know. <laughs> um, okay, Emma. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for coming on for episode two. I feel like we're going to have – the third coming up in a year or two. Oh, yes. Not you will see two, me on again two. in the fall semester. So look forward to it. Honestly, let me know. Let us know what you wanted to talk about next time. Please send in recommendations because uh, yeah. this is kind of last minute topic. But <laughs> it was good. This I, was a good one. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And don't stay on, listeners, while we're going to scoot scoot. I'm out of here. I'm going to play a song that she requested as our outro. But thanks for, mm-hmm. thanks for being on, Emma. It was a good episode. So skirt, skirt. Get to work. Bye. Thank you. Okay, so Emma has requested that we play a song as she's leaving, and it is One Direction, not a surprise, and it's called What a Feeling. So I'm going to play What a Feeling by One Direction and just sit back, relax, and enjoy the song.
right, so that was What a Feeling by One Direction. Thank you for all who are hanging on till the end here. I really enjoyed that episode. It was such a good time, and I'm glad that Emma was able to come on again as our first recurring guest with two episodes. And I'm sure that she's going to be a consistent member because she is a consistent listener, and I am so grateful that she is such a supporter of the show, and I'm grateful for all of you as well for listening. Thank you so much. When I say the show would not be what it is without you, I really, really, really mean it. And now we're at the end of the semester, coming up on a countdown of the remaining episodes, and we've got four shows left, so get excited, get hyped. It's going to be a great way to close off season two. We've still got a good chunk of the way to go, and I know that coming up at Fairfield University, we are going into our Easter break, so I wish all who are from here to have a wonderful break, and everyone else listening, I hope you have a happy Easter, and I'll talk to you next week. 1 to 2 p.m. and if not you can catch up online later on so that's all for now pals it's val signing off and i'll see you next time bye